Hi, and welcome once again to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right. And today, I'm talking about uh, Jesus Mary. (laughs) Okay, so I'm talking about respecting your creator. Now, I'm talking about this because there's so many things that is morally wrong in the world. And because there's so many things that's morally wrong in the world, we got to look at the source of where morality comes from. The source of all things that are right in the world. Instead of the sources that are causing the chaos, the negativity, and the disrespect and non-trust amongst people. We need to look at where the goodness or the ideaness of goodness and respect and love and honor and value comes from. And to do so, we gotta talk about our creator. Now, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of days, but I've been mighty busy. And uh, one thing I can say is this, is that uh, the world is complicated because people have too much independent thought. And in some cases, people have no thoughts. And they take other people's thoughts on as their own. Uh, in a way of shadowing people, in a way to make a personality because they feel theirs isn't strong enough. So, with that being said, let's think about those who take on the personality of trying to be the creator themselves. Obviously, they are flawed. Their judgment is wrong because they're trying to be the divine creator, the person that made everything in the universe. They hide themselves in an entitlement that most people can't even achieve, uh, making themselves feel greater than anything ever in existence. We have to understand that these people are evil at heart, not unless they're able to have that type of energy as a way of representing loyalty and respect and honor as a warrior of the creator or an essence of uh, trying to be powerful like the creator not in a bad way but more like a servant in a way or a worker uh, the divine creator so Last week, I was sitting there and I was watching History Channel thing, and it turned into Ancient Aliens, (laughs) which we all know is like this popular thing on History Channel. Ah. We all know this is the popular thing on the History Channel, and the funny thing about it is it's somewhat entertaining, except for I get completely annoyed or irritated, I should say. When I hear ancient alien uh, scientists believe, or ancient alien theorists suggest, or ancient alien uh, believers also think, you know, they say that so much. And then it's like some of the legends and histories and stories that we know of pre people or, you know, ancient people, they make it seem like they have no intelligence at all or able to create anything or they always was an alien that gave them the idea to do something. Uh, 
which is stupid because if you spend enough time, I don't know about nowadays because people have a lot of entertainment, video games, movies, all kinds of crap. But when I was a kid, we used to, you know, Nintendo and all that, Atari, all that was just being created. And there'd be days where you're bored and you create stuff. Me and my friends created a stupid game <laughs> that went through majority of our childhood where we used to have this walnut tree that grew over, was in the backyard neighbor's uh, house and the guy didn't do anything to trim it or anything and it would grow so big and branches and everything would grow over my garage, my mom's garage. And uh, we would get these big ass walnut things and we decided to make a stupid game. If you don't know, walnuts just don't come out as little nuts. There's this big coating thing around it, this green thing, almost looks like a mango. Uh, you gotta peel all that crap off or wait till it gets soggy and nasty and then there's the, the nut that you guys know. So we would use a big, sock, a big uh, mango looking thing before the nut came out and we would throw them at each other. We call the game grenades. I build a fort on the ground and my buddy, uh, Josh would build it on top of the roof and we would throw stuff back and forth until my mom came out and yelled at us. And depending on how many uh, hits we got on each other, this was the, how we made the game. How many hits we got on each other, we would know who went or whoever's uh, fort got destroyed for, first. And uh, it was a stupid game, but it was created by our own uh, boredom. And there's a lot of other stuff that was created out of boredom. And I believe this is how we were able to evolve as a humanity. You get bored, you're able to think of something to survive. Weapons, shelter, these are all the it factor things that matter. But with that being said, the creator itself was obviously alone. If there was the only one being that was created out of essence and uh just, you know, some kind of force that came together and made this ultimate being. They would have to create something out of boredom because this is the only one. And so with that being said, ancient aliens gave me think made me think about one thing. How many beings has God created before he created mankind? Was mankind the last? I mean, we constantly talk about aliens and creatures and cryptos and whatever, uh, cryptids, as they say. And we talk about how new ones are being discovered. They're only new to us, but it wouldn't say that they weren't new to the creator himself. And with that being said, we know angels were supposed to be the first thing created and probably the first being over us. But that doesn't mean in between God didn't find lots of other things to create, but yet found some kind of imperfection in there. With a universe as vast as ours, planets and stars and galaxies and quasars and wormholes and, and dwarf planets and all these things, humans are actually like little ants. If you think about the fact that well, just recently, NASA shot some stuff up uh, a couple months back, and it shot at this meteor that was coming to destroy Earth, or they thought might disturb, destroy Earth in however many years or whatever, and they shot this thing up to make it 
you know, shift course. And when they're looking at it and you see this thing and the thing that blew up on it was so tiny, it almost looks just like we're ants, like we're, we're little tiny beings that's trying to destroy this giant object in space, this thing that could destroy the whole planet. But yet, somehow humans feel themselves to be more valuable than anything in the universe. I think it's a, a false thought. I think it's just something that we created in our heads to give ourselves value. I believe the true essence of trying to understand our humanity as people is trying to understand how to work with each other to unify, to make that change that could make the world better and to expand, not just on earth, but through the whole universe. You know, if mankind is going to succeed and continue to live for generations and centuries to come, we're going to have to expand. But we're going to have to do it in a way we can trust each other, a way we can come together as people, not as enemies, not jealous, not just vindictive or wicked. We have to find a way to work together, to love one another, to share with one another. And to do this, we have to understand the source of our creation, which is something that's always thought of. Even when you're a child, you think of, how did I get here? What is this about? What's going on? Am I the only one here? <laughs> you know, so it's like, we have to understand that we need each other to grow, to become strong, to become one as a race, not the division of government or the division of skin color, which is ultimately ridiculous. We got animals, it's all types of damn colors, but we know that's a cat, that's a dog, that's a cow, that's a chicken, you know? And we don't say, oh, that's this kind or that kind, unless it comes to the shapes and size or whatever it is. But ultimately, if humans weren't supposed to connect with one another, we wouldn't be able to breed with one another and make children. Which to me is the only thing that shows generosity and kind of a, a appreciation of the creator. Because we, as humans, can truly create other humans. This is something that makes way more sense and has way more value than people give credit to. People just have babies now, try to raise them. Or either they don't get protected right or they do, and we got agencies to, to help them with that. But the thing about it is, they always say when you fall in love that you become one. I don't think that's the case. I think the case is when you create a baby, then you become one. Your genetic coding, your whole genome code comes together and creates a whole new being. That being is proof that you became one with that other individual. It should be valued, respected, and ultimately cherished. I mean, that's an amazing thing. If you gave life to anybody on this planet, you are more than just a person that had a family. You're a person that loved, that showed that you had love, that showed that you was able to create something greater than you. It's a power some people don't have, but always want to have. That's why we have adoption agencies and stuff to get those people who can't have these things, that power 
this is why we have things where you can make embryos and have babies and stuff. But the ones that can do it naturally, you guys lack the, the power to understand how important that is. That you're able to make something that can walk and talk and share and love. And I believe this is the, the divine interesting thing of the creator himself of the whole universe. Now, what I'm saying all this is because there's no other way to simulate trying to create a race of people, a whole planet, or anything else like God. But that thing that we can do, create people, is the only thing that comes close to being uh, godlike. And I also say creators in general, whether it be you create something of entertainment or something that could help millions of people, you know, like a bridge in the middle of the city or anything like that, that creative power, that knowledge, that wisdom, that idea comes from God himself. And I think that we need to be able to sit back and say, we have the ability to make things magnificent. Now, when I'm talking about humans in general, we want to go out and explore things that we don't know and try to put sense to it. We try to make something more powerful and valuable as a being. So when you think about ancient aliens and all this stuff, you think about how powerful an individual can be from somewhere else. What environmental things they got, what type of things that are more uh, interesting to us when it comes to elements in the periodic table. Does a periodic table exist on that planet or not? This genetic code we have, it can be replicated. You would have to say somewhere that the replication can be flawed. And we know this by, if you know anything about biotic, bi uh, biology and genetic genome codes, you will know that a certain strand of genome code can only be replicated so many times before there's a genetic mutation, before there's some kind of anomaly that is ultimately bad for that whole genome code. It has to keep replicating. This is why we have so many different people, different colors, different races, different sizes, different shapes that can replicate. And if one just keeps replicating with the same of its kind, eventually it's going to get messed up. Now, that's usually something that happens if someone is having sex with their own family. This is why it's wrong to have uh, intercourse with your relatives when it comes to sisters, brothers, fathers, mothers, uh, cousins are all right a little bit, but still the genome code will end up connecting and it will not be able to replicate in a certain way. That's when it usually first cousins. So the thing is that um, to make this genome code work a certain way, you have to go outside of the family line so it gets new information, be able to process and it keeps getting new information, which means it keeps changing. But I think right now, there's so many people, and a lot, a lot of people have large families, and their families will connect by distant relatives that they don't know that they are relatives. And with that being said, 
I can see why there's so much mental illness outside in the world because yes, we used to uh, mutations where there's extra arms or limbs or fingers or you know mutated nose or some kind of crap like that. But in all reality, I believe mental illness is actually a form of genetic mutation through uh, related relatives without realizing they're related relatives. Because so many kids are given up to adoption and foster care, they're breeding with family they don't even—they're not even aware of—and this is a problem with society. So I believe God didn't intend for that to happen. Also believe that this is something that has to be fixed, and the only way we can fix it is not to judge, not to restrict ourselves from having. Uh, intercourse or relationship or love with someone of another race or another uh, size or whatever it may be, but actually dive into it, put your ankles in it, jump deep, and have babies, man. You know, go in there and try to make this genetic code last and be stronger and understand the respect you need, the power you have as an individual to create another being is godlike makes you valued and ultimately you should have more respect for the creation you created no matter what the differences is between you and the person that created that individual you are a light a hope for humanity if you're able to give birth to children now the understanding of back to what i was saying about the verse, universe, is the fact that angels are supposed to be the number one being, the first created being. We're supposed to be the most perfected in God's image, which means we're the last of the creation, if you want to say. That might not be the case because we ain't God. We can't see what he's creating and when he's created it and how he's created it. But that doesn't mean that there was creatures in between humans and angels that we don't know about. And so that's where I think our aliens come in, is these beings that we've never seen from these other planets. And I don't think that they're ungodly. I don't think that they're demonic. And the reason why I say this is because they come from above. In the old days, heaven meant three different things. One, the atmosphere that we have above us right now. Two, space itself. And the third one is beyond space. These are the heavens. And sometimes if you read the Bible or other uh, historical texts, you'll hear them say heavens. And that's what they mean. Atmosphere, space, and beyond space. So there has to be something beyond that. The whole point is anything that's coming from above would have to be heavenly or divine. Or in some case, you know, it would have to be um, I forgot the word I was trying to say. <laughs> but anyway, so my point is that if this is true, that there's other beings that was created after angels before us, why aren't they loved by God? Why aren't they respected or even talked about? You know, there's a Greek philosopher who actually did talk about aliens as if it was a normal thing 
and this is hundreds of years ago, or a thousand maybe, because it was Greek. And uh, the thing is, he talks about, and I recently got into him around the summertime, but he was talking about um, how stupid it is that there's a difference between humans of different color. He said the difference between men and gods and aliens. But he says extraterrestrial, which I believe the word came from him. And now we use it as common uh, usage to represent anything that's not on this earth. But when he says this, it made me think a whole nother thing like, whoa, these ancient people were sitting back every day talking and walking with gods and aliens and other humans that we probably even never would have imagined were real, like giants or elves or hobbits, whatever the hell, you know, but we're the most loved of the creation. The only thing is I ponder and think of is we deserving of that love. I would have to say no. If you look around the world today and everything that's going on, chaos, you know, anger, people mass shooting, women pretty much just trying to have sex for money or just advertising themselves sexually and then going beyond that and trying to make you pay for their sexual favors or watch them in a porn star or guys that's running around and beating people up, robbing people, drugs being hit on the street, you know, forcing drugs on people that would never do it just to try to take advantage of them either sexually or financially, you know, cops going against you know, the things they do, you know, pretty much abusing their authority, not just cops, but judges, lawyers, medical field, all this stuff, teachers taking advantage of children. There was one I watched the other day on the news about a woman that was uh, a teacher. She was only 24, but she was taking advantage of a special needs kid and having sex with them. That's got to be the most demented thought in the world to take advantage of someone that's not physically or mentally there, you know. The thing about it is there's so much wickedness and then there's wars and rumors of wars like they speak of in Revelation. That's how you know we're on the last time. But there's a way we can revert that, I believe. I believe every time evil has truly hit this earth, the people of God that's in the earth came to fight it. World War II is a damn good example. Hitler baptizing babies all at one time in a church, making people pray to him as an image, doing scientific experiments on Jews doing so many different things to prove his wickedness, to prove his demented power. But yet all the good people came to fight against him. And the weird part about it, both Russia and America, as well as England and France and so many others. Well, not so much France, D-Day, crazy shit. But anyway, they all came together to fight this great evil and yet the world went on. How many times has that happened in history? You know, you got so many different leaders and rulers that have fell. But why did they fall? Did they think they were more powerful than the creator above? Or did they think that their power was worth trying to go for everything, no matter what the cost? It is crazy. It's just weird to think these concepts, but to bring it back home, all that stuff proves one thing, that we're not deserving of God's love. 
the most powerful thing that created anything that you can imagine. You know, atoms, atoms create things. People say that the atom itself is a god. Is God. Right now you're looking at me. I got glasses on. I'm wearing a hat. I'm on this computer. I'm on this freaking camera. Atoms form together to make these objects. But they shouldn't. But they form together to make solid objects. Because they're steady moving right now. They're moving. It might look like a solid object, like it's not alive. But the atoms are moving steadily, constantly. We can't see it because it's so freaking microscopic. You need a microscope on top of a microscope on top of a microscope underneath a microfine glass. <laughs> but my point is, is that in all reality, that's a living thing. Even though it's not moving, it's not an animate object. Not by whoever created atoms, whoever created it. So it means there's some kind of force that was imagined to make this thing real. Or maybe in our own concepts, we created it as a whole, as a group of humans. And we all see tables, chairs, microchips, cars, all these things. Either way you look at it, we have to respect the creator of all these things. Rather it be an object that we made through delusion or some kind of uh, connection of wanting to make something... Uh, Unified connection on making these things a reality. But we got to respect the creator of these cars, respect the creator of television, especially television. We've got to respect the creator of all these things and the creator himself. So, one thing I'm going to say those that are making babies, you have to respect your creator after you create because that genome code that you have is based off of their genetic makeup. Kids, you got to respect your parents because without them you wouldn't be here. We have to respect every thing that was created that is alive that's walking this earth. And we got to find a way to continue to make it last forever. We need not to make these animals be ignored on earth and not be uh, safe or respected. We don't want them to go extinct. We don't want an elephant to be a, a fairy tale like a dinosaur. We want to make bears last forever. We need to make grizzly bears grow again. If not as a predatory animal, but a protective animal, if that can happen. You train these things. All creatures on earth was made for man and should be there to protect and help man. Just look at your dog. Your dog protects you. You know, helps walk the blind. These animals are there because they give mankind a purpose on earth. A purpose that says we can connect with anything. And anything can connect with us if we just have the heart and passion to do so. But even them animals have a creator, have parents and things, might think differently because of the nature of the being or the creature. But we all share a similar code, either human or symbiont creature or some form of genetic makeup. But, you know, species, 
every species has a place and a purpose on this earth. Birds take out worms, worms, you know, purify dirt, you know, monkeys throw shit at people. And cats walk around at night, who knows why. They might be demonic. And yet, we're all sitting here trying to figure things out. The only thing we need to know is we need to come together to stop and set back the clock on our demise. And to do this, I believe the true connection besides understanding our respect and, and honor is to cherish the creations, whether you believe it be Jesus, God, Buddha, some form of Taoism that has to do with the stars, you know, Hindu gods, whatever kind of God it is that you believe. And as long as it's a good force, you will be able to succeed. Bring good in the world. Bring love in the world. Bring respect. Bring trust. And I believe karma will bless you. You will be feeling good things happen in your life. But always respect the ones that created you and the one that created all of us. And your life will be better. More manageable. With that being said, this has been moral high ground. And hopefully you got something morally uh, out of this whole conversation. Peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. And farewell for the next time. Peace.